So what caught my eye today was a story um, involving Tom Hanks, but it also brought in um, some other, shall we say, famous people. But what ta Tom Hanks has been saying, he was uh, on a pod, well, he's been featured on a podcast with um, a guy called Adam Buxton. Mm. Um, I think that the guy, it's an English guy that uh, used to do a, a com comedy show with another guy on uh, TV here in the UK. But he's been speaking to Tom Hanks. And what Tom Hanks has flagged is um, he thinks that he may star in films once he dies. Um, and he's saying that's purely down to AI. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, that's, I think most people have probably worked out that's, it's not a case of if, it's more a case of when uh, this yeah. technology is going to start kicking in. Um, but what he's flagged is that when he film, well, when he films, probably not the correct word for this, but when he helped make um, the Polar Express, um, which was made in 2004, mm. um, what he said was they used motion capture technology to create that. So obviously it's not live action, but uh, the animation, so to speak, was based on his movements, um, obviously, it, 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 the way he moves is quite unique to him as it is to most people um mm. but then i think also they recorded audio as well so his thoughts are well they've got this already um it's not going to take a huge amount um for them to then utilize that to then create you know the the everlasting tom hanks so what well, yeah. his exact words were was the first time we did a movie that had a huge amount of own of data so this was the polar express he said it's the first time they had a they've he'd made a movie where they had such a huge amount of of data locked in a computer that literally is of who what he looks like mm. was this polar express so um he said it's yeah he, he obviously i suppose when this kicks in i think the bigger concern will be the estates of these famous actors if yeah. they're going to make money from it, I suppose that will be the first <laughs> rather than yeah. whether or not it's going to be possible. Is it, do they make any money from it? I suppose. I think that links to that. I opened AI bit with Sam Altman saying we are trying to get some copyright sort of yeah. built into this legislation. So I imagine when money's involved and um, her, um, hereditary, you know, sums being passed on through royalties, they, they'll definitely make sure that happens because some of the things that I'm seeing about how quickly they can clone a voice now, you know, because I, I did Descript and they wanted a 10 minute monologue of me just talking. And, yeah. um, you know, then it would give me a, a clone of my voice that I could use in other things. Um, they're saying on a TED talk the other day that they only needed a, a, a very short snippet under a minute. Um, so if they're getting it down to that sort of speed to capture, they were also saying, you know, I could get you to phone someone up, capture their voice on a very short period of time, just making, hi, is that Simon? Oh, no, sorry, I seem to have got the wrong number. And they certainly mm. could get to the stage where they need to capture under 10 seconds and already they can use that. So it goes back to stories that we used previously about the child um, who, you know, they were trying to kidnap. Um, yeah. So th they were concerned about that. So I can see it from Tom Hanks's um, perspective as well what sort of industry are we going to have is it just a regurgitation of all these other people because they could probably bring back to life any famous actor 
from the past as long as they've got audio of them because yeah. to actually build um an avatar um or you know something that's quite human like would probably not be a big challenge for them at all no. so we could see some quite creative movies off the back of it but we could also see you know fast and furious 3000 or something which exactly. <laughs> well, again I'm, I'm quoting what he said and this is quite interesting because at first glance you don't really think about this but again this is exactly what he said he says what he said what is a bona fide possibility right now is if i wanted to to i could get together and pitch a series of seven movies that would star me in them in which i would be 32 years old from now until kingdom come and if he can now recreate themselves at any age they are by way of ai or deep fake technology he said i could be hit by a bus tomorrow and that's it but performances can go on and on um the big the other bit he did kind of flag as well and this is going back to what you're saying um mm. he said any ai version of himself would lack his artistic values and yeah. might appear in films that he wouldn't when he's alive approve of so i suppose yeah, the, yeah. it raises the question you, you know um you could end you could have tom hanks and i i doubt well maybe it could happen but you could have tom hanks appearing in porn <laughs> so yeah. like, you know yeah. it is literally you yeah because that deep fake porn is already out there isn't it so yeah, that's already yeah. happening so yeah it wouldn't be a, a too much of a step because then people can let their creativity run wild and they can start partnering up anyone they wish to in any way that they wish to which obviously does again you know pull into concerns about well who owns my image how do i manage my image and mm. how can it be utilized because it has to have my consent across it in some way but it comes back like we said to policing it yeah. uh who who is going to police it so there's a there's an opportunity there isn't there if there's someone out there in the ai sphere who's going well where do i go with my thing i think almost some sort of authority figure um creating some sort of ai that can you know regulate um the the internet to find this type of material if it does appear they'd probably earn a fortune probably yeah. earn a fortune because it will be that safeguard that might be the the, the trusted source that everyone uh, starts to tap into i suppose the nearest we have to this now is if we look at the example say with elvis now yes. that movie that came out i get it with tom hanks in it, actually last year yeah. I'm assuming his estate had to or gave permission. I don't know, or like gave their blessing to it. I I don't. I need to have a look into this more. Do but that's yeah, the nearest yeah. I can think of is where yeah. you've got a movie about a dead person or someone that's now mm. dead, um, and whether I well, I suppose on the other side of it, if someone wanted to make that sort of film the estate or the next of kin can't really stop anyone i suppose like if you think some of the other movies i'm just trying to think of like uh i suppose like if we look at say howard hughes the aviator mm. yeah um with leonardo dicaprio i don't know if his next of kin gave any consent to that there's obviously i'm just thinking in mm. the film there's there's positive bits about Howard Hughes in there. There's negatives as well. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but I, I suppose there's nothing really to stop you doing it. in the same way. There's nothing really to stop you writing a hatchet job book on, on mm. someone is there really? Whereas 
I suppose I think it's artistic you... license, isn't it? As long as it's yeah. not defamatory, um, yeah. you couldn't get done for slander. It's yeah. just, you know, like they always put, um, there's been some sort of dramatic bent it's on based it. On, yeah, dramatic. Yeah, to try and yeah. give it a bit more, um, you know, oomph. Like for, the crown, uh, I suppose, yeah, the crown yeah, has that, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. so they seem to be able to um, get around um, what's fact and fiction and, yeah. you know, embellishing certain bits to give it artistic license. So uh, I think some of these big organisations or acts also sold off um, some of their rights, didn't they? You know, some yeah. people say, oh, I've sold off my record collection or, you know, and you think, oh, okay. Um, so you've handed over the rights to that that you produced to some corporate and now they control what happens to it. So that that's another one, isn't it? You know, once you sign it off, you know, you you're giving away. Yeah. yeah, so I, I imagine Tom Hanks, after raising this point, might be thinking, well, I'm not going to sign off on it. I'm going to yeah. say it's my strict, you know, rules that my image can't be used in any sort of way. So, uh, again, whether it's legally enforceable at the moment, um, no. So they might be able to quickly deep fake some porn of him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But now I was thinking though, it's not so much the it's not so much Tom Hanks that you've got to be worried about. It's it's his next of kin. Yeah. Um, if they. I don't know if they fall on hard times, like you said, you could be seeing in about 30, 40 years, um, Tom Hanks porn. Um, yeah. <laughs> they've yeah. literally run out of money and uh, cashing in, so to speak. So, yeah, it, it's it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it'll be interesting, is it? I think all I say, but it brought as well as obviously Tom Hanks jumping in on the AI um piece, and again, it does seem AI is the biggest kind of thing in news. Yeah. at the moment regardless if it's chat gbt or celebrities saying how ai is gonna um affect them in the in the afterlife in the case of tom hanks but the pet shop boys have jumped in on this as well so okay. um what they've said is they're quite happy for um ai to be used um with them if that makes sense so if people generate um music with their likeness or like their their sound right. yeah. uh, or with their like well it's only one of them really that sings isn't it but if with his if someone cre recreated that they don't seem to really have a problem with it but then i suppose like anything when push comes to shove if someone releases an our whole album of pet shop stuff that they're not getting any money from um mm. They probably won't be as keen i'm thinking so i suppose like anything it's i think this is a bit of headline grabbing um yeah yeah but the, yeah i think if 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 an artist or so a creator in this case like like these musicians aren't making money from it i have a feeling they'll probably put their foot down fairly quickly and we we've already seen that with um uh, that song that was created with drake and the weekend so yeah I have a feeling, even if it's the art, not the art artists, it'll be their record companies or their management that will literally say, "No, you can't do this." Um, mm. But yeah, they seemed. But then going back to that song that with Drake and the Weekends, um, well, it's not them, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They came a cropper because it 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 put it they the sample that was used on it. But if you started from scratch. And then just use, say, the Pet Shop Boys, um, the Neil Tennant's, the the mm. singer. 
if you used his sound to create Neil Tennant audio, so to speak, what kind of realm are you in? Like, I don't know. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's if we're at the forefront of this, and there's not really much in the way of rules to stop this, I don't think. Well, especially if he's publicly announced, I'm happy for people to use. Now, he hasn't probably been specific with what he's happy with. So if someone interprets that as, oh, I thought Neil Tennant was green lighting me to produce some music, um, yeah, you know, in his mould, but not really, you know, he hasn't explicitly said as either, as long as I get my cut, <laughs> they can do what they want. So yeah. if he hasn't been explicit, someone could interpret it, and then you have to go through the legal protocols, yeah. going, which we know don't exist just yet. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's one of those. Um, because again, if, if you're giving permissions, where's the boundaries? You yeah. know, if someone wants to go completely off piste and produce something that just goes against everything that the Pet Shop Boys stood for, um, you've then got to try and claw that back, haven't you? Uh, yeah. And try and go, oh, oh, no, what are you doing? You've released that. And then, especially in this day and age, it just goes viral, doesn't it? So it could end yeah. up anywhere, over 20 million views. Maybe he wants that. Maybe he misses being in the limelight as much as he did in the 80s or something. Well, I was looking to see kind of if if the Pet Shop Boys have got an album coming out or anything like that. And I don't <laughs> think they actually have got an album yeah. coming out. But they are appearing on um, a BBC programme at the weekend. And it seems to me that they might be... I don't think yeah, it's necessarily yeah. the Pet Shop Boys saying this, but I think whoever's doing the PR or the publicity for this program is called real stories so i'm helping them out here on bbc2 yeah. with um, o'leary <laughs> on saturday um i think it's being propagated by them I, yeah from what i can see they kind of dipped their toe into the um ai type sort of thing and they've picked up on i think we talked about them a few weeks ago about the abba um yeah whatever you call that the hologram show thing what they've were asked around that they said they didn't think it was great the idea we were they thought worked well for abba um mm. but they didn't think it would work well for someone like the pet shop boys that have been or the other example they gave was the beatles that have been around for years um but then i'd argue that the beatles technically weren't around for years they were around yeah, for quite yeah. a fairly short amount of time but their mm. music's lived on so probably not in that much different way to abba in that regard but yeah it it, it does as much as it sounds like they're all in on it it does sound like uh it's just we've we've been hoodwinked by uh some smart pr but hmm. i don't know the, the the bit in this whole piece i was reminded of, to some degree of this um at the weekend i watched i don't know if you've seen the new film air about um yeah. how yeah. michael jordan how nike or nike hmm. signed up michael Jordan. have you watched that yet yeah good film yeah it's good it. yeah but the bit in that how and again, I I don't know how true this is, or if it's just dramatic license, uh, you know, license we mm, used mm. it. But Michael Jordan's mum getting Nike to agree to a percentage deal of yeah, every yeah, yeah. every product that was sold, which mm. I'd be honest, it probably would have just been shoes. But obviously, with hindsight, we know there's more to it than just pairs of shoes. But it it, it goes back to where we were looking at uh, Grimes about how mm -hmm. she said you know you can use my likeness or or sound but i'll get some of the royalties and you get that you know it's a 50 50 split i think it was um yeah. 
maybe that's what you need is is those sorts of forward thinkers that just throw it out there and say i'm happy to play ball but mm -hmm. this is on the terms you're going to do it on so literally i'm not going to sue you if you if you give me a piece of the cake um yeah. maybe that's the only way that this kind of evolves um i know that like we're looking to get onto the podcast potentially some guests to talk about the uh the whole intellectual property uh copyright mm. well because it is it's complicated with existing um items so let alone you know the, the ever of ever changing landscape of ai but yeah I, it just it, it reminded me when i saw um <laughs> the the actress playing michael jordan's mum negotiating over the phone with uh yeah yeah. with uh what's his name from uh arrested development but yeah, it, yeah um yeah it's yeah it's it's a I, this is like a, the changing sands of a desert it, it could change almost on a on a minute by minute basis with copyright and intellectual property so yeah I, it's almost like an affiliate type approach isn't it yeah they could have where they go well look if you um a link to us you get a percentage in some way um and it's just where there's probably levels of percentage for you know people producing podcasts all the way up to people you know getting uh, yeah. producing creatively i mean the other thing coming back to tom hanks that came into my mind is well, if they start to produce ai films more often mm. what happens to that industry in relation to makeup runners yeah you know if they start to go well we're going to produce a lot more films this way um that would be a travesty in relation to employment uh for those people who work in that industry and would they be able to create films in a much shorter time period than currently it takes because obviously you've got to move around locations yeah set things up build sets all that sort of stuff so is it a lot more green screen type approach that will happen or i don't think it's even that like i know from things i've read and watched we aren't we're in where this technology is being used and when we say being used it's being used by film studios already is mm. for storyboarding so right. where they're taking an idea that would normally be sketches or um some animation um they're actually creating real almost real life video if we call it that of mm -hmm. those ideas so that's where we are in terms of live usage is my understanding we can't be many years away from taking it from storyboarding to creating the real action and then yeah. if you're talking about creating the real action um i'm assuming it, it's a bit like where you've ever seen like footballers do the green screen ca mm -hmm. capture for like for video games so i suppose if you get the movement of everything tracked and a bit like what tom hanks was saying about how all his movements been captured for the polar express yeah. same thing like if you capture all the movements of that actor or actress um you can then apply it to any sort of scenario so you could knock out a film fairly quickly there's no filming or anything like that there's no multiple takes i suppose the nearest you'd get to multiple take is if if the editors or whoever's reviewing it doesn't like it they change it um but yeah. it, it sounds like it wouldn't be a case of you haven't got to reshoot it you just got to regenerate it um yeah and it all comes down to processing power at the end of the day how quick you would do that but then um, if you think like i don't know what, what does it cost to make a hollywood movie now like it's tens of millions of dollars mm. now 
if you just moved a fraction of that into buying computer you know like processing power yeah what what movies can you start knocking out I, it, it's it's yeah it, it's it's quite again it's going back to the same issues that we we come up with quite a, quite a, a lot in this whole space is in terms of mm. like making us humans redundant but this seems an area where that could could happen um i don't think it's yeah. going to get rid of the whole industry in terms of mm. um thousands of people around the world or millions being involved in um employed in it um in the short term but you could say it's going to have an impact at some point isn't it yeah i think for certain sort of um what do they call them it's like when there's a collection of movies so i mentioned fast and furious earlier yeah you know 10 of them you know if you think of the marvel chain or whatever yeah. they're called they can probably because if you're a fan of marvel and it comes out and they've got the characters pretty much nailed on yeah they can create any sort of special effects that they want anyway yeah. you know they're going to go well actually if we're pumping out another marvel movie, do we need the actual actors or not i suppose exactly. that's where ethics and morals come back into it about well actually um, we need to agree with them that if we are going to use their um, form in some way, their audio, then they get recompensed, but not to the levels that they were when they were making the films themselves. You know, it's a different. So you almost get that royalty check, similar to Michael um, Jordan, who seems to still get ongoing checks. He still gets year, it. Which yeah, is quite yeah. nice. <laughs> Yeah. I think it was four hundred million annually that um, I think I it saw says, at the yeah. end of the trailers. Uh, so it's a nice negotiation that his mum did. If it was that easy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it, uh, it. It it just seems a bit. I don't know. It seems very uh, simplistic that that's kind of where it came from. But maybe it did. I don't know. But it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting model. And and as you say, if 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 that's kind of where things go, and I suppose it's it's always been there in movies in that um the talent so to speak sometimes have taken cuts of the the taking so to speak or like if you mm. think like star wars um you know some of the actors and actresses it wasn't a, a get it wasn't box, box office receipts necessarily just it was like shares of like the toys sold everything so yeah, you know, yeah. It, i suppose it's 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 taking that concept as you say you you're getting a piece of the pie um but you're just applying it to kind of that new new medium i suppose but yeah it's it's <laughs> this is this is going to keep changing or there's going to keep be stories coming up about this i think the 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 point where this becomes more urgent is when this sort of content starts coming out mm, mm. Big new music or 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 movies or or whatever is when you have that first kind of one um mm. everyone's gonna sit up fairly quickly and say we need to do something about it either you're on the kind of the production side and your literally your livelihood or or your income is literally just gonna evaporate overnight or um on the you know the, the customer side it's kind of like well we don't want to go and watch traditional made films we want like you yeah. say we we want to absorb seven new uh movies from the marvel series but we want yeah. them tomorrow we don't want them in you know 10 year uh, those movies spread over 10 years i suppose like if you think like when harry potter came out if you were you've got i don't know is it i can't remember how many books there are seven, but seven, yeah 
so yeah. those books developed over the over year well, over quite a few years but just imagine if you could s release those over say six weeks um yeah. it's it's yeah it, it you change both the dynamic of the customer and also for the producer um there's negatives and positives i suppose but yeah it's this is something i think as i say we're going to keep coming back to i think it will become a more augmented reality for some of that media as well where people are yeah. immersed actually in the set as things go in and around them uh, yeah. you know and you get that more visceral experience similar to the 3d imax uh, approach but on a, a much deeper level so I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be entertaining. Um, again, it is just making sure that um, all those artists and people are, are still looked after and uh, they get to maintain their roles within it, um, which is, you know, the thing that we keep championing.